All right, now watching that might make some of you feel very small and insignificant, but our job tonight is to show you how huge you are, how big you are, how significant you are in this whole thing. I love what we started out tonight singing, and you know you can't go back again to the world that you were living in because you're dreaming with your eyes wide open, so come alive. Last week, I brought you to a little story in the Bible. Interesting thing about it was that we explained that in the ancient idioms of the communication method of the world as it was, meaning in story was incredibly important. And so when we read those ancient texts, there is a meaning within the story. So we talked a little bit last week about how this guy Abraham was told to take the carcasses of animals, divide them down the middle, Get, make, a, make a passage that was full of blood and supposed to walk through that passage uh, with the person you were supposed to make a covenant or promise with, which was God, but how God put Abraham to sleep before the event ever happened. Now, what I want to say about that in just a quick summary is this, that the blood-soaked scene that we encountered was not an expression of wanton violence, but a testament to the importance placed upon blood as the currency of covenant and promise in ancient cultures. They believed the life was in the blood. So when blood was given, it meant you made the ultimate, most extreme form of promise that you could ever make, which is why in the Christian gospel, the cross stands proud because it's a picture of this image of the life in the blood that God could not make any more serious a promise to this than he did with the blood that was on the cross. A covenant made with blood was never a case of might or maybe or possibly, or we'll see how things will go. It was always a definitive promise. And in what we saw last week, God eliminated Abraham from the process by putting him to sleep. The reason being, the only way that this promise could fail to become a reality is if the weakness of humanity was given a major role in the process. So God puts Abraham to sleep, God walks through, God makes a promise to himself, Abraham wakes up and he is simply the beneficiary of a promise that God has made to himself that he will never break, that we call the new covenant. God's promise of blessing to us. Now, that same Abraham, when he was having this experience, which is recorded in the Bible in Genesis chapter 15, there are a couple of things that God said to him before this event of new covenant promise, which he didn't make so he couldn't break. And this is what it says, Genesis 15 verse 4, the word of the Lord came to him because the whole issue is about him having children. Now, remember the story within the text. The story was something bigger, something greater, something more is going to come out of you, even though it seems you're too old, you're too dead, you're past it, but something alive is going to come out of you. And so this is the, the bit I wanted to read. So God took him outside and said, look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be, or what's going to come out of you is going to be as big, as great as that. And uh, then he says in Genesis 22 verse 17, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky 
and the sand on the seashore and it says Abraham believed God and it counted for something. It counts for something when you believe the truth about God. The truth about God was he takes this guy out, he says, look into the heavens, Abraham, and look at the stars. If you can count them, that's how massive and great this thing that's going to come out of you will be. Now, living in a city like York with all the light pollution we have, you would pretty much be able to count the stars. But if you've ever been out in the dark beyond, like I have been in the deserts of Arizona, where there's no light pollution, and you look in the sky, it is staggering at the billions of stars that you can then begin to see. And he also took him the other way and said, what about the sand of the seashore? So God was speaking to Abraham about the biggest thing that he could comprehend, the heavens, to the smallest thing that he could comprehend, a grain of sand. Now, if this were now, God wouldn't say that. If this were now, the terminology would be, look through the Hubble Space Telescope, witness the black holes, see the supernovas, Witness the different galaxies. See the hundred billion galaxies that are out there that are in your sight. And then he'd go the other way. And it wouldn't be about the sand of the seashore. He would be saying uh, the atoms, the electrons, the neutrons, the subatomic particles, the quarks, and the leptons. So he'd be saying, I want you to, to look because your descendants will be like the leptons within the quarks that are in the subatomic particles. Amazing things that we now know that, that, that a thing can be in two places at once. That we know that in the galaxy, there are things that weigh 100 billion tons that can fit on a, a teaspoon. Now your mind goes, wow. But these are the big things. What God was doing in Abraham's language and what God is doing in our language is saying, just like the video, go out to the farthest you can possibly go and go down to the smallest that you can possibly imagine. But here's the deal. Yet somehow in the middle of all that vastness, the focus falls on a Middle Eastern shepherd who hardly knows where he is, never mind who he is, but suddenly he's the focus of all this vastness. He is not lost within it, he is the centre of it. And the miracle of God is that he shows us that expanse up there and that minuscule down there, not to belittle us, not to make us feel small and insignificant, but just like that shepherd, that Middle Eastern shepherd who hardly even knew where he was like some of you and me and hardly knew who he was like some of you and me, that somehow he was at the centre of this whole thing. You are important and I will talk about what that means for us when we come back for the next little slot. Throughout the history of uh, man's interaction with God the divine, he has called men and women to pursue the road less travelled. The trouble with institutionalised religion is it always likes to take the road well travelled, which often has led us somewhere where we didn't want to go. So thank you for being part of something in queue where we're trying to take the road less travelled. And I'm sure that if all of it doesn't suit you, there'll be weeks when you think this is amazing. 
but the purpose is bigger than just our self-satisfaction. So thank you guys for, we want to be part of the symphony. Okay, so we left this guy, Abraham, Middle Eastern shepherd, looking up into the heavens, the biggest thing that he was aware of, looking at the smallest thing that he knew, the grain of sand with the promise from God. Now, what's interesting about all of this is that if you think about the heavens, they kind of tend to instigate something in us of the spiritual, the beyond, the out of reach, that we can't reach that something that is out of our reach. And yet when we come down to the sand of the seashore and we find something within our reach, it's fascinating that what God should choose to show Abraham is a product that is one of the most abrasive products known to man, from which we make sandpaper. And we don't make sandpaper so we can make a display in our living room of what it would be like to be at the beach. We use sandpaper as abrasion so that we can take the rough edges off things because that's what sand is used for. So, in your practical life, what all this is about, there's lots of things that seem out of reach and all the other things seem very abrasive and somehow we get stuck between the out of reach and the abrasive and if we don't know our purpose the truth is each one of those will leave us empty and unfulfilled and alone and not belonging so God uses these two elements to draw Abraham in this ancient text into a lesson that means something by illustration and so as God is showing this what's interesting is that God then speaks to Abraham and when he speaks to Abraham and conveys the message, it's all about how special you are. Here's the language that was used. Your descendants will be as the stars of the heaven. Your descendants will be about the sand of the seashore. God didn't say my descendants will be like the stars of the heaven. My descendants are like the sand of the seashore. He put all the blessing and the glory onto Abraham. He said, this is about you. This is about your. This is about your life. This is about what will come out of you if you understand the dynamic of pulling these two things together instead of separating them so that earth and heaven are one and in the middle stands you where spirit meets and life flows and that it's about your descendants it's about your life and I want you to know the message of the gospel today is not God bringing you here to talk about himself it's God bringing you here so he can bless you and talk about you which seems rather strange because it's like tipping the whole thing on its head that God's focus is towards us and he wants us to receive Receive that focus so that we can become all that we are supposed to be. God was showing that we are part of that and that is part of us, this greatness. And the life of God is in all of it. And if the life of God is in it all, then the Spirit of God is in it all. And if the Spirit of God is in it all, then everything is spiritual within us, at our disposal. And God is the connection point. This is not a feel better message. This is a, the centre of all this is God meeting with you so that the vastness out there and the smallness down here all come together in one and you're the focus. Abraham's the focus of this story. Not God saying, Abraham, look how amazing I am. <laughs> Abraham, 
Look how brilliant I am. It's like God takes all of that and he focuses all in and says, Abraham, this is about me and you. This is about us. This is about now. This is about life. This is about what can happen in this moment in all of eternity that has gone and that is to come. It's like all of a sudden this Middle Eastern shepherd on a mountainside is the centre of the universe and God is meeting him with him, empowering him, enabling him for something immense to come out of his life. This is the truth of the gospel. God was conveying to Abraham in these experiences an essential truth. And this was the essential truth. Number one, not only are we loved and approved beyond measure, which we are, that's what was happening with Abraham. Abraham, you are loved and approved beyond measure. The covenant is all mine. The promise is with me of which you become a beneficiary. But here's the big thing. We are all a big part of something small. See, from the sand from the atoms, from the video we saw, and we come back to us, they're all smaller than us. We're all a big part of something small. You're a big part of something small. You're a part of your kid's life. You're a part of your friend's life. You're a part of your family. That There are things that you can bless because you're a big part of something small. But that's not all. At the same time, you're also a small part of something big. So you're a big part of something small, but you're a small part of something big. And in the middle of that is where heaven and earth meet. It's where the dynamic of the Spirit of God touches humanity. And the lesson I want you to learn tonight is that you are a big part of something small. So you better get off your backside, get off your ego stool, brush off all that stuff, and be a big part of something small. Be a blessing in somebody else's life other than your own life, other than your own circle. You are a big part of something small that you can influence. But then don't get an ego and get proud. Be humble because you're also a small part of something big, something much bigger. A world changing, life changing, something beyond us. Something when you look at the stars and say, it's out of my reach, but suddenly it's within your reach. Because God brings it all together and says, I have empowered you to be a big part of something small. Be it, be it. But I've also empowered you to understand you're a small part of something big. When you feel overwhelmed is the time not to think I'm a big part of something small, but that's when you think I'm a small part of something big. There's something beyond me. Way, way out there, it goes further than we've ever imagined. And science says we're going to reach the boundaries. And when they found the boundary, the boundary is a little further. And we're going to find the smallest thing. But when they find the smallest thing, they find it goes even smaller. And the further you go, the weirder it gets. The more you discover, the more it breaks the rules. And the more it breaks the rules, the more you see God. And when you see the God that breaks the rules, you realise we were not called to justify ourselves by the keeping of rules, but by the one who's broken the rules so that the stars of the heaven, the sand of the seashore, from the furthest point out, from the tiniest point down, it all meets together. And you are God's Abraham tonight. It speaks as clearly and as specifically to you as he did to Abraham and says, consider that, consider this. 
and you be a big part of something small, but be a small part of something big. I'm going to show you a video just to close off this little talk of an amazing piece of art. And all I'll say to introduce it is watch how life shows up when you engage with this truth. Did you notice how by being a big part of something small, just filling those cups with the right thing and using them and putting them in place, that became a small part of something big and that when that all works out, I'm so glad that the theme of the picture was a baby in the womb. That's what God was trying to say to Abraham and that's what he wants you to reach out to. Here's what I wrote to finish. Be willing to lose your life into these truths and your life will explode with the power that put them there in the first place. It's all here. It's all at your disposal. It's all for you to receive. And it says, Abraham, believe God and it counted. Believe God tonight and it will count. A prayer. In this place tonight, Father, I just pray as hearts are open that you'll help us not to see the heavens as out of reach and to see the earth as just abrasive, but see ourselves like Abraham in the middle of these two great extremes, but the focus of your love and your kindness, calling us to go where we've never been before, to be what we've never been before, to do what we've never done before, to receive what we never had before. By your grace, I pray every heart that's open right now and crying out to you will receive that in Jesus' name to be a big part of something small, but also a small part of something big because everything is spiritual. Yeah, slide.